Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, what's up? Back on the road. I see you. Nice Here hotel are. wall. Here we are. Road Game Studio. Road Game Studio. Hey, TOC's in the books, man. What a what a wild last week that it was. The roller coaster of the TOC, those three-day events. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, hats off to Jordan Marshall for finishing second in the TOC for the third time. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. My boy got it dialed in, son. I do not know how you do that so consistently. Yeah. So we've got Caddo Lakes, second place finisher, who is this year's champ, Brady Stores, on the on the show tonight. Congrats to Brady. Kind of, I, I hate to say he came out of nowhere because he was in the top five. He was in the top five, but with the last leaderboard check, obviously he was a good, I think, six inches back, five inches back, something like that. So people were looking at the top three and trying to figure out how what do they need to call to pass them. And then as that cat, as the uh, the weigh-in went down in those final two, when they announced it was Brady and Jordan in the final two, I was like, Brady got him. He freaking uh, got well, him. I, I mean, that's <laughs> that became evident because, yeah. you know, you're looking at the two guys that were close to him, and I was like, well, if their names are already out, <laughs> there's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, he freaking got him. And, and th- this kid uh, has been – he's not a kid anymore. He's a young man. But he, he's been grinding at this for a while since he was a young kid. Uh, he, he went out and tried to chase a lot of these tournaments the last couple of years. He's, he's been right on the doorstep a couple of times and been up in the ALY points and stuff. So cool to see him get that tro- that first place trophy at the TOC. That, that's the way to do it right there. So Man. we're going to talk to him about that. And then, of course, second half of the show, we've got young Edwin Ewing Minor closed out the <laughs> AOI, made his father so happy. After he? years of mathematical debate, he's finally <laughs> put it to bed and captured the AOI title. Yeah, man. So what we're going to have him on in the second half of the show. And if you guys saw, as right when we went live, I tried to put the banner up. We're doing a Revo giveaway tonight. Uh, so you know the drill for the Revos. Best sunglasses, best lenses on earth, best I've ever had. So make sure you do a like and share on Facebook, like and comment everywhere else, and we'll draw a winner at the end of the show after I put up a random hashtag. I'm not letting y'all cheat the system. You have to be watching later to get the right <laughs> hashtag. Yeah, don't let them slip. They've been trying to clip us. But, yeah, TOC's in the books. That's kind of the the ribbon on top, the cherry on top of the season, right? So now we look forward to 2024, and it's coming right up on us. Man, too fast. I wish we yeah. could add in, like, another month of offseason. It would be excellent. Yeah. So not a lot went down besides the TOC over the weekend as it's kind of late in the year. I put a poll up a little earlier in the evening. I don't know if you saw it yet, Ryan, on, on, on the KBN group page. Seeing where people are going to be focused for 2024, mm-hmm. uh, and it's interesting. It's it's kind of falling how you would think, and then there's some surprises there too. I think the Bass Nation State stuff is going to impact the overall landscape more than people realize. What do you think? Definitely, because I think if you're having these bigger tournaments with better payouts locally, I think you're a lot less likely to want to drive eight or nine hours to go fish, you know, yeah. for maybe a little more money, but I just don't, I don't see the benefit to it that much. So I think definitely as you see these state series kind of bolster their trails and participation, yeah, that's really going to impact, you know, both sides of the national tournament scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Texas was kind of the big one that kind of shocked everybody with that killer schedule with those big name lakes. Tennessee's got a great schedule. There's other States as well, but I think that is the regional 
I mean, it's statewide, but it's really the regional kind of bridge between that and the national trail, the local and the national trails that we've been looking for. It looks like that's kind of coming together. So, yep. you know. And I think it's going to continue, like, as you see the participation grow in the Bass Nation State stuff, that's going to evolve within Bass. You know, they're going to adjust to the kayaks being a bigger part of it. And I think you'll see things kind of transition over and smooth out a little more to where it's it's more of a flow uh, between the steps from from the regional stuff to the national scene right right it's gonna be good I, i'm looking for there's not one in arkansas yet but i'm i've got a few of those texas events uh, penciled in for next year just because it's not that far it's not that far from where i live to get down there maybe come over to tennessee and mess around a little bit we'll see we'll see we're coming so. to fayetteville uh, in the uh, february for uh, some kind of bird hunt i don't know shooting some quail and pheasants what? and stuff fayetteville yeah. arkansas that's what they say so get ready, old boy. Come and see me, Ryan. Come to I, the homestead. Come am. to the homestead. I'm doing it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm curious where that will those, be. Can't be in one fa- of those fly swatters. No, it's right outside of Fayetteville. But they said it's the nearest town with like Airbnbs. It's a bunch of the Texas guys coming up. Okay, probably heading out to to uh, Madison County somewhere. Who knows? But yeah, cool. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, exciting, exciting. Uh, what else went down for the week? Uh, I, did you see the video going around? I think his name is Jacob Fouts, the elite series guy talking about the, the truth about being out there on those tournament trails. Have you seen that yet? No, I didn't I think it's like, I think it's Fouts. People in the comments can correct me. It was a pretty good video. He's not a YouTuber. It was not highly you know well-produced. He just threw his phone up in his boat and basically like broke down the true cost and how much this costs. And these elite guys are scraping to get by. Can't get spots or money. And he went into some real interesting things that don't directly relate to kayak fishing. But one thing he brought up, and we and we've kind of kicked it around in a joking manner on here before, is is the what do we call them the patch pirates that logo up the jerseys with little to no value. They don't get a lot out of the sponsors. And he explained how that can hurt folks on the on the upper ends of things trying to get actual oh yeah support to get out there and chase uh, higher level trails. Now we're not there yet in kayak fishing anyway. We're all still open, things like that. But as we develop and as we try to level up payouts and stuff like that, we're going to obviously have to have an infusion of sponsor money to the anglers to be able to cover that stuff. Uh, and if they can get it for free, they're not going to give it away. <laughs> they're not going to give people cash to, to drop that uh, exposure, right? I mean, that's been one of the kind of fights that I've been a part of the past few years is like crossing that line from discount, you know, whatever to actually getting paid like and and you have to like present a case (laughs) to these companies of where your value is and why they're better off investing their money with you instead of just you know giving joe blow 25 percent off a pack of worms or whatever right like he basically acted like hey products no problem but actually getting financial supports can be a problem it's tough it's tough pulling teeth uh digs outdoors said he saw that and there's a follow-up video the next day saying a sponsor dropped him the next day Holy no. smokes. I did not know that. No more so. free worms for you, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I appreciate the dude doing the video. He was, he was just upfront and honest about it and, and, you know, sticking his neck out there. John, are you not watching the in season? I don't know how to watch the in season tournament. John, are you aware of that Ryan? The NBA in season tournament? I didn't even know the NBA was still a thing, man. This is year one of the in. There's a tournament within the season to determine the NBA cup champion, I believe is the name. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yes. They're just trying to make LeBron win some kind of championship. I don't know how to follow the bracket. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I told John that like 20 years from now, there'll be people in DMS arguing about who's got the most cups. 
Yeah. They're going to just start doing like the California State Championship NBA just so you get a ring somewhere. Yeah. So, John, no, I don't know. When when I'm watching a game, when they put that weird court, I know it's, I know it's an in season tournament game because they changed the court and make the weird jerseys. That's the only way, it's the only way I know. So, it looks like arena football out there when they do the the tournament games. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to get Brady in here a minute. Before we do that, obviously, we want to shout out the sponsors. Uh, The whole show presented by Eco Fishing Shop. Pretty new, new on the scene for us, but they've been killing it nationally for a while now. Uh, EcoFishingShop.com. You can find basically whatever kayak or accessory you need in most of their kayaks are zero shipping. They don't touch them with a forklift. They'll get to your, get to your spot damage free. So head over to ecofishingshop.com and get loaded up. Uh, and if you're in the, in the tri-state or four state area, they've got one of those, those shops in the back where they can rig your stuff up and, ma- and make it just how you want it. If you're not a DIYer, they can do it for you. Uh, and I think when Travis was on, he explained, he, if, even if you, can't go there they'll they'll get on the phone and walk you through how to put yours together so top to bottom service over at eco fishing shop um yeah pro guide lithium official battery of kbn uh bangtail whiskey tonight we're doing the revos revo giveaway so make sure you get in on that you guys know how to do it i know it's tuesday so some of you aren't used to this but it's on a tuesday but it still works the same way like and share on Facebook, <laughs> comment everywhere else. That part didn't change. Uh, part Marshall didn't change. got to meet Mr. Bangtail last night. Old Brandon being in person. Oh yeah. Okay. He's up in Nashville, part of the yeah. part of the riders' rounds or whatever. Fam- family gathering up here. Okay. And if you guys are following us on Facebook and Instagram on our stories, we've got some uh, some pictures going up of some of the gill stuff. I mean, it is time to get your new rain gear, cold weather gear. So get over to Gill. Use that KB KB Nation twenty five code to get you some some big savings. I went over there to verify that code works, Ryan. Yes. And put in, put in the uh, Meridian set and it, it was literally over a hundred dollars off to, with our code. So trying to help brother, trying to help. We're just out there trying to help save yeah. you some money, save that money. Let's do it. But yeah. We appreciate them. Couldn't do it without, uh, couldn't do the show without the sponsors because we couldn't give back as much to y'all. Well, that said, how about we get the, the latest TOC champ in here Let's and talk it. a little bit about what went down. Over over next to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was out there, I heard. Yo, what's, what's going up? On, Brady Stormy Stores. Nice being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir, man. Where does the nickname Stormy come from? We gotta know that right away. It comes from this lake in Iowa called Twelve Mile that had a Bermuda Triangle type weather system moved through on a summer tournament and uh my buddy kevin workman and tori boma and i were all trying to not die in the tornado (laughs) so we uh we were all doned nicknames from that storm and i got stormy okay there you go it's a legit way to get it so perfect was that when when was that event was that during that midwest series back in the day sure was sure enough how about that? I reference that series so much with all you Midwesterners that we have on here. Yeah, that like was uh, that was the year for sure. So is that where you kind of cut your teeth? Is on that that Midwest Trail there? Um, getting more into like venturing out and traveling, and I had just turned like sixteen or seventeen, so I got my license. My mom sent me down the road to go to all the Midwest states fishing that series. But before that, I was fishing 
um, our local club called Tale of Two Cities, which is now the Sticks kayaking or Nebraska kayak anglers. Mm. But uh, yeah, the Midwest was like kind of my first thing that I had to really travel for. Some good anglers in that. I'd say that helps. Helps yep. sharpen you up. Yeah. They are legit up here. Underrated. And I think that's where Christine kind of cut her teeth too, because she was just, just dipping into bass fishing at that point. Uh, you got the workmans up there, a lot of other good anglers up there. So you guys, a lot of talent up in Nebraska. There Nebraska sure is. Area. Iowa, Missouri, uh, obviously Indiana, all those places. Yeah. They, they always come south and take that money, Ryan, from, from the Midwest. We try. Tennessee boys tried real hard. Yeah. Uh, we got some comments coming in. Remember, we're doing a like and share contest tonight on Facebook. Hit that like and share for the Revo giveaway. We're going to talk to Brady about what went down over on, on Chick. Before we get into the actual tournament itself, man, I got to ask you about these two photos. They had me cracking up. These are the most like legendary way to share your TOC trophy ever. Like The first picture I saw was this one with the Frito dip. <laughs> And the lemon juice and the dosakis there, which was awesome. And then the second one, when I saw your story come across, I'm like, "What's happening here with this cat? This cat <laughs> like defending the trophy? Uh, is there a story behind both of those? Were those set up on purpose, or were those just random picks? Because they were awesome. No, the dosakis bean dip combination definitely is not a random occurrence in any household we're in. That's kind of like a nightly. Uh, wind down for my mom and my dad and I. We okay. have a little fiesta. We're super into Mexican food, so uh, <laughs> that's how that came about. We're super but... into Mexican food. We get bean dip and fritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now she Fair. makes a mean carne asada. I'll let you know. Okay. That. All right. All right. But uh, then that's just my cat Rory. Um, he's uh, just another one of the cheerleaders, and he was excited to see me getting home and. Um, he posed for that picture pretty well. So I thought he did. <laughs> he looked like he was on defense. He was, he was, yeah. he was locked in there. That, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into the tournament itself, man. When did you, I saw a lot of people rolling into town early. Ryan was seeing people drive by him on the highway there. Uh, when did you get to town and, and what was your, what's your background on that? Like, had you been there before and what, and what did you go into practice looking for there? Yeah. So, my mom and I went down starting Thursday, uh, the Thursday before the practice started. We had to do it in two days to get down there. It was about a 16-hour drive. Rolled into town late on, uh, was it late? No, we got there at a decent time on Friday. Uh, got all set up in our Airbnb. And then I got out there uh, right at when they would allow you to get on the water for practice. Um, and before coming to chick i'd only been there one time now it's for that chickamauga tournament they had for Bassmaster the first year that was super tough but it was around the same time of year so i had that going for me at least so the i great, was that the great flood ryan uh no the Bassmaster one was like the first open kind of okay, Bassmaster event right brady yeah you're i think you're thinking of the hobie yeah, the Hobie, yeah, right. the Hobie was the Great Flood. Yeah, I was not there for that one. I'd only been to the Bassmaster one that was like November twenty eighth, or I mean, it was late in the year. Um, but that's kind of the only time I'd actually ever seen Chickamauga, and it looked very similar to when we were here just now, where it was drawn down and there was shallow grass up along the banks, and 
they were doing the fall thing. So that helped a lot. And how, like, you know, did you have kind of in your head a certain area that you wanted to look for on the lake? How did you go about breaking it down to find what you ended up, you know, settling in on? Yeah, um, what I look for on lakes never really changes, especially in, like, a big tournament where you're not fishing for points. You're just fishing for the tournament when I'm trying to win. I'm just looking for stuff that is kind of uh, my strong suit, what I like to do. So I'm always looking for, um, like, main lake-type things with shallow water access and deep water access, grass, kind of the whole shebang, you know, as many different variables as I can uh, get in that one area. So that's what I always look for. Um, and I had several ramps marked down that I wanted to go check all the way from the bottom end of the lake to the top into the river. Um, and I was able to find those deep water access areas really fast. And I found the fish really fast too, around there. Um, all practice, they were biting really well for me. Uh, they were just doing the the shallow fall schooling thing where they were pushing bait up into the grass or the backs of pockets. And how did you approach approach practicing for this tournament? Did you do it any different with it being a three-day event? I mean, people, there's a science to practice. Obviously, you got to lay off the fish a little bit, but were you more, more uh, sensitive to do that with it being a three-day tournament? Not really. I'm kind of fortunate in the way that I practice where I really don't, catch many like i don't fish for fish very much i just kind of look for areas that suit my style of fishing and i love fall fishing because you really don't even have to catch fish because they show themselves to you so often where they're schooling on that uh bait they're blowing up all the time so if you just keep going back to areas that look good throughout the day you know two or three times you'll come across fish if they're in that area. They'll be blowing up at some point. So I didn't really change the way I practiced, but I, I definitely just, um, when I would find fish, I'd spend time in that area looking for other places that would be a close pedal for the tournament that had more fish. Did you end up utilizing multiple ramps during the tournament itself, or did you pretty much just stay locked in on one area? Um, it was one area, but it was a big area, so I did end up making a ramp switch just a, a couple times. But I started at the same ramp every day, and then one or, once or twice I did pull out and run about 10 minutes down the road just because the wind was kind of blowing hard and I didn't want to pedal for 40 minutes i'd rather just drive <laughs> probably smart Let, let's get into the tournament itself man I, i've got the the leaderboard pulled up over here well i'll throw it on the screen let's see so day one of the tournament solid solid day seventh seventh place after day one 82 inches day two of the tournament another solid day sitting in eighth place but that led to that story we were talking about at the beginning like you were just kind of hanging back there, sitting in. Uh, I think you, were you in fifth heading into the final day? Where were you at yep. heading into the final day? Is that right? Yep, fifth. Uh, and then you saved yeah. the best for last. Obviously, yeah. had the best limit on the final day, <laughs> best limit on the final day, and climbed all the way up there. So take us through those three days and and what you figured out as the tournament progressed. Yeah. So like I was saying, um, with the way that I practice, I don't really fish that much. 
So it's kind of a, a curse sometimes because I don't always have the fish super dialed in. And in this tournament, um, I'm kind of thankful I didn't because we had different or changing conditions. So I started and caught 82 and a half. And after that day, I was pretty confident um, I'd kind of dialed them in a little more. And it showed the next day when I caught the 85 and a half. So each day I just kind of kept progressing in what those fish wanted. Um, and also noticing the bass boat pressure and what that was doing to the bite. And I was able to go to more of a subtle approach on the different lures that I was throwing um, to try to uh, trick those fish into, into biting on those last two days. What happened from day one to day two? Because it, is it was it just people getting dialed in or did conditions change? Because if you look at the top 10, the limits on day one and day two, there was a decided increase in the average limit in the top 10. Mm -hmm. So, so what happened there on day two? Day one was sunny and calm all day. Day two, it was sunny and calm right away in the morning. And then at about nine o'clock, um, the sun disappeared behind the clouds because there was a, a rain front mo moving in on Friday. So the clouds showed up on Thursday. And as soon as those clouds went over, I caught a 19 incher five minutes later, I caught an 18 and three quarters. And I would assume that's around the time that the leaderboard probably shot up because those clouds came over and it, it got right in a hurry. That makes sense. Love it. Trying to catch some comments here. What uh, Was it you? I, I listened to the awards. Was it you that was talking about like a special, a certain frog or something that, that they were really, for some reason, just keyed in on that one particular thing. You said you had to make a run to a bait shop or something. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, my mom and I ran to the Real Deal Tackle Shop. Um, they put on kind of like an angler's meeting during practice, which was super cool. And then they had a discount for all the Hobie competitors. Um, so I just want to give a quick shout out to them. But they have an awesome frog selection. So I actually have the frogs here. Um, <laughs> this is the Kara or the Jackal Kara frog. Uh, -huh. uh, and it's the one, it's a smaller size and it has the spinner, um, which I actually customized this spinner. It comes with two Colorado blades, but this spinner would go on the back like this and act as the tail. If you see, I took the tail off of there, um, so that you didn't have all the plastic floating around in the water because I was fishing on day two and the beginning of day three, I was fishing, more open water over grass and so this would sit there flutter as the waves would hit the frog and kind of act as a dying bait fish so i was actually using this to mimic um a shad rather than a frog and then as day two rolled around for whatever reason i it got a little harder to catch them on this one so i took the blade off and caught my biggest fish on this but then they were up in the maps more. So I switched to this frog, which is the snag proof. Um, and I'm not positive on the model of this. But as you can see, I took the skirt off of that as well. Uh, and uh, this is a little, it sits in the water a little heavier. I think it's a half ounce. I think they're the same weight, but it's just a little bit bigger. So it displaces some more water. And this is what 
I ended up calling up with a bunch right at the end of day three. So you just fished it with no skirt at all on the back? Right. Yep. Man, and, there were them legless frogs. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a Kevin Workman trick there for when they're uh, just cut their legs off. Yep. All you do, all the this the legs are, is some skirt material tied in a knot inside of there. So you just pull it out. You don't even have to cut them off or anything. Using the Nebraska walk, tricks. Nebraska they walk tricks. Super well is kind of like a spook when you take the tails off. They walk super well also. I'm sorry. I cut somebody off. But no, 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 no. Uh, Matt Miller on YouTube saying that's some juicy stuff. For real. They're, they're figuring that out. Uh, we've got some questions rolling. Let me hit you with these real quick while we're thinking yeah, about got, it. We got all kinds of them popping up now. Yeah. Uh, Larry Hill, what's your frog set up? Right now, I use a little shorter rod than I would like to. It's a 7.3 Akuma TCS. Uh, it's a heavy extra fast tip and i i want a little bit longer rod probably like a seven six and i'm going to end up upgrading to one that akuma i believe is discontinued in the model i have but i think they still have similar models and then the reel that i always use is a shimano 200k uh in a fast gear ratio like an eight to five or something then i i always use 50 pound braid um with fishing out of a kayak your kayak always gives a little bit on hook sets so i never have a problem with breaking off on 50 pound braid people in boats sometimes do i believe just because it's more of an anchor when you set the hook so i like the thinner braid because it'll cut through the grass a little bit better when whatever application you're doing uh, let's see we've got another one here Blake Costin on Facebook. He said, when, when boat pressure showed up, you mentioned you went finesse. What did you go to when you had to, to uh, slow down and go finesse? I went to a frog. And <laughs> <laughs> I went to a legless frog. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. More. So I'm not much of a finesse. That's 50 pound braid right there. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that qualifies. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, if you're throwing like eight inch glide baits or something, you downgrade to a frog. That's a little guy compared to a glide. Oh man, that's a, that's called a humble flex right there. Or whatever drop you call shot. it. Yeah, I drop shot in a frog out there. Yeah. Finesse, put a spinner on the back of my giant frog. Finesse. You know. No, oh, but when I talk about finesse, I kind of more mean like you have to finesse them into biting. So uh, I was working these things super slow. I would, I was almost fishing it kind of like, an old boy would be fishing his uh, Rapala popper where you just pop, throw it out, let the rings disappear, two pops, let's say, two pops. And I would throw it out where the fish had been blowing up in this grass, and I'd let it sit there until they would come up blowing up on the bait again, which sometimes would be like five minutes. And so when the they'd be blowing up, they'd be chasing the bait and the bait ball would run over by my frog. That's when I would start twitching it. And that's when you'd get bit. That's some next level patience Genius. right there. Genius. It's very, very hard. <laughs> uh, pretty simple question from F Casey on Facebook. How deep were the fish? I'm going to say where I'm assuming he didn't mean to say how deep was the fish. He's a good old Tennessee boy. <laughs> he meant to say 
Uh, the fish that I was catching were um, anywhere from about two foot to eight foot, I'd say. So I only caught a couple fish out in about eight foot, uh, but mainly in that two to three foot range up in the grass and the way backs of pockets. And and I'll ask this question because it has to be asked nowadays for every tournament win. Doesn't sound like it did, but did live skill play a part at all? Um, yeah, it did. On the first day and a half, I uh, was throwing a jerk bait a lot. I was throwing this jerk bait right here. And I would not be watching this on live scope, but the fish I was fishing for were blowing up on the bait balls. So when they would quit blowing up and go back down, you wouldn't be able to see them with your naked eye. So I just pan around with the live scope be able to locate that ball and then i'd still be able to pick off a few here and there when they weren't blowing up on the on the bait did i see you double up on that jerk bait in one of your pictures you posted in practice i did okay and it was actually a um more translucent version than this okay i switched to this when the cloud co cover came over on day two and i think that was a major uh bait like a color change that helped a lot because i caught that 19 and 18 and three quarters right after i did that genius another question from facebook calvin d how many years did it take you yeah how many years did it take you to fish the conditions and not get stuck on one pattern mm. the young I don't man know how many life. yeah <laughs> i don't know how many years exactly <laughs> but i used to be the one rod kind of guy where i'd literally take uh one rod and just like it was a bait caster i'd throw a jig wacky rig buzz bait frog i mean it was stupid but um now i i kind of just keep moving until i find something that i like that i can catch fish on so i still probably get kind of hung up on it I just kind of have learned um, and how to apply what I like to fish to different areas. And the live scope and getting offshore has definitely added to that. Because if you're throwing a jig in two foot of water and you're not getting bit, you can back off to eight foot of water, find those brush piles with your sonar and end up catching them. But yeah, it's something that I definitely do still get hung up on but everybody does and i sure i'm trying hard not to well seems like you're doing pretty good after just <laughs> capping that <laughs> capping that tournament off yeah you're, you're doing all right <laughs> I, I heard you mention something uh, i think it was during the, your speech at the weigh-in you said ah th this money's my mom's anyway what what what'd you mean by that Brady, because I think it's kind of cool to hear that you know your family's out there traveling with you to to these tournaments, um, and I know we all kind of say, "Oh, we're just chasing the trophy anyway." But what do you mean by that? Is there a story behind that? Um, well, when I started kayak fishing, my mom had to paddle with me because I was a minor, so uh, there had to be a legal guardian with you. So she's just always been there and always been supportive, and she's helped out a lot. Um, with getting me to tournaments, you know, my, my folks bought my car, um, and I still live at home right now, 
but they just are really supportive and have um, helped me out a lot. So, and I'm just not too concerned <laughs> with the, uh, with the money because, um, you know, I, I just like fishing. So anything that I can do to, you know, just bring it back to the family is really what I kind of meant by that, I guess. Yeah. Just putting food on the table. Jeff. That, that's awesome. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's, that's, I knew there was something like that behind that story. I just had to ask cause I thought that was cool. You know, uh, solid young man from Nebraska right there. Right. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Any more questions coming in? Somebody said, if you can wait five minutes before working a frog, you're so far ahead of the game. It's crazy. So that's kind of what you were saying, huh, Brady? If you just let it sit for a, a bit. And especially in like the heat of the summer when a lot, like it's really tough. If you just throw a frog out there by a mat, you know, on the edge and sit down and eat your sandwich, <laughs> sometimes you will get the biggest <laughs> blow up of your life. They, I don't know what it is about a frog just sitting there, but if you just get distracted <laughs> doing something else. Then that reminded can... me of Bad Santa when that kid that carves the pickles, like, you guys want some sandwiches? Like, for some reason, that's what popped into my head when you said that. Like some little kid just paddling around selling sandwiches out there. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, you know the old story. How many times have we had somebody on here, Ryan, where they caught big bass of the tournament from getting hung up and like picking oh, yeah. out or picking uh, out a backlash a or We've whatever? Had that happened a couple dozen times, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah. Good tips, man. You're throwing some juice down for a young man, Brady. You're giving some people some good tips. So that's good. Um, any more questions for Brady? We're going to let him slide out of here in just a minute. Ryan, you got anything else for him? Nope. Congratulations. Like I said, welcome to the club. Uh, I mean, that's a huge, you know, that obviously that's a career defining moment winning that. So congratulations on a, on a tough Lake Chickamauga. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Brady. I, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll have you on here, man. Uh, it was, it was cool to see you pull this off, even though it broke our buddy Jordan's heart. It was <laughs> cool to see a guy like you win because uh, I know you've been working hard for it. So well done, sir. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I sure love, I sure love me some Jordan Marshall. He's always been a real nice guy to me. Um, I get to run into him a bunch on the national series. So uh, just to be able to um, be up there in contention with a guy like that and a guy like Russ, you know, to have my name up there with those kinds of guys, that's just kind of special in its own. You know, the, those guys are the real deal, deal. They're hammers. So, well, hey, now you're one of those guys. Yep. People are going to say, holy hell, I'm up here with Brady Stores. Watch out. That's how that's going to go now. So probably because they see my, I'm wearing purple Crocs and they're like, <laughs> Bob commented that. Have you ever owned a pair of Crocs that were purple? <laughs> um, I used to rock the uh, lime green Crocs when I was a little kid. Got a lot of smallmouth out, out of those. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get some for springtime. Give me some lime green Crocs if it helps. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Brady, I'm gonna. You can slide out here if you want. We're gonna bring Ewing on, talk about his AOI title. You can stick around and 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 chime in with some of that too. It's up to you, buddy. Okay. I am definitely game for sticking around. All right. Here, here we go. We're gonna bring Ewing in. It's it's the it's the young fella's show. There he is, Ewing. What's up, man? Uh, not too much. Just getting back from dinner and hopping on here. Good. Look at all those Hobie trophies over there on the right hand side. How was the, how was the Mexican restaurant? Pretty good. That was great, just like always. It's a it's a fishing team Tuesday night. We got Taco Tuesday. Got ninety nine cent tacos. So broke college student can't beat it. Living like kings out there. Did they make you pay since you won all that money behind you? Yes, they did. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's all. How does it feel, man? You've been close. We've watched <laughs> watched this debacle for the past couple of years. Uh, you finally got the monkey off your back. Yeah, I mean, it feels great. Um, just especially after having it come so close with, you know, the Ufala TOC only catching four on day one. And then last year I wasn't really in it, but, you know, I made a good run at it and – I didn't know that the points changed uh, until the during the awards when they announced that Cody won. I was sitting there adding it up on my phone during awards like, oh, I just won AOI. Get up there on stage and they tell me I didn't. Um, kind of a classic me move, just messing stuff up like that. But um, this year uh, it was, you know, on day three, once I caught my fifth fish, I was like, all right, I got this. And – it was like 10 a.m. Felt pretty comfortable that, you know, someone's going to have to really catch them to, to do something about this. A uh, little more relaxing, had more time to let it set in. But, you know, it's really good to get that under my belt. And I think I might try to chase after that Bassmaster next year. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the schedules with college fishing and everything because – you know, with the, I think it's four out of five events count with that. Three. Three out of five. Oh, look. They stuck with that. three this year. You got that in the bag, pal. Yeah. But and they, the way they spread them out, it makes it a lot easier, too. You mm-hmm. know, there's only five it's, throughout the whole year. So it's really depending on how the college fishing scene goes. Cause with the BOS, they have, they had nine events this year and eight next year to make, you know, enough of those to be competitive for four of your events uh, is a lot easier than being competitive in three of the five um, given a busy schedule with all the college fishing stuff, classes can't miss too much, but that's really my next goal. I want to try to chase that down. Steve-O runs a great trail over there and it'd be great to see my name up top there. Do it. Get a blue trophy. Yeah, you need to change up the color scheme on that wall back there. Out of blue <laughs> I've got the big bass over there. Yeah, okay. The okay. state trail. That's close. You're getting yeah. there. So the AOI is a grind, whether it's local, regional, national, whatever. It's a grind to win an AOI anywhere. So much less on a series like this, which has been known as, as kind of our elite series for, for several years now. Can you tell us a defining moment throughout this year where you thought, not that you had it in the bag, but you felt like momentum was on your side. Um, probably on Seminole when I cracked over a hundred inches for the second time in the year. I mean, that's I've only caught over a hundred inches three times in my life, um, and that was two of them were during the tournament this year. Uh, just kind of special to line up like that. The other time was on Gunnersville during one of the. Hobie college tournaments so I mean that was kind of just felt on top of the world like that just especially catching them on a big bait at that tournament um that really helped get a get a fire going and was Seminole was that your that was your second win yeah right? it was. yeah yeah I I I thought that Brian was going to take that one from me he messed with me for who knows how long before awards, during awards, even standing up there when we were about to get our checks, he was he was sitting there, you know, nagging me on, making me think that he he called up big call at the end of the day. 
Well, people got to give you shit every now and then, Ewing. You can't just walk around with all those first place checks. <laughs> it's all right. To, all right to make you sweat a little bit. Mm. What uh, what do you got? You do anything else this winter? You about done fishing? What's going on? I will definitely be hitting up the um, Tennessee Bass Nation on Dale Hollow. That's going to be a. I mean, historically that event has not treated me well. I've fished it two years in a row and haven't put up a limit either time. But uh, it, wh- it whoops me every time up there. I think I've finally cracked the code. Um, I've been fishing the same area both times, and I just kind of. I've spent some time up there and I don't think I was in the right area of the lake for my style of fishing and expanded on that. Hopefully it'll be a little bit better to me, but regardless, someone will win it with high nineties, maybe a hundred inches. It's always a great event. If kayak series ban live scopes next year, are you going to quit fishing? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I, I will say I, I don't think we have to worry about that happening. <laughs> I will say at TOC I did not catch a single fish on live scope. I believe that the way that was, lake was yeah, <laughs> enough water to run live scope in it. Most most of my fish were well. I could have caught fish on live scope, but they were all twelve to maybe sixteen inches if I'm lucky. Um, most of my fish were in less than three foot of water. Did you That's use any leg, legless frogs? Legless frogs. Well, I had one bite on a frog that would have would have lost think legs. It, I don't think <laughs> well, Lieutenant Dan Frog out there. I don't. I don't know if if I landed the fish, it would have put me in the mix of things. But I don't think I would have quite caught Brady. But I think that would have been a very competitive with Jordan's numbers. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jordan's numbers, I was I had the AOI points pulled up here. And Jordan had had a great year, finished fourth in AOI, former Hobie AOI. But it, I'm looking at that first event and remembering that story from when you were on here for that first <laughs> event. I, and Brady, I don't know if you heard the story, but uh-huh. Ewing won the event, got 200 points there. Jordan had a, 89 points, had a terrible event, and he was fishing like 30 yards, yeah, 40 shoulder yards to shoulder with, <laughs> with Ewing, Just watching and, him wreck him. Yeah, it was during the the initial. Uh, debut of the rules of no communication, right? Quarantine. So, the yeah, the quarantine rules. Quarantine. <laughs> so, like, Ewing, I, when he was on here, he was telling us, like, how he wanted to be able to tell Jordan, hey, stop doing that, do this. <laughs> but he couldn't because of the rules, and, and it's just funny how that might have changed things. Have you guys talked about that again since then, Ewing, you and Jordan? Oh, we, we talk about it almost every time that we, <laughs> we play together, and that's quite often he's – you know, been one of the main people that I've been traveling with this year when it's not one of the college tournaments as well. Um, that story's been told quite a few times, probably more than any other story, uh, just because it's it really goes to show like how much something small will will change, you know, your entire outcome of the day, yeah. like a legless frog. Yeah, and and you know, Brady mentioned a little bit ago about how just stopping your bait, killing your bait, you know, can make a huge difference in that story. Ewing told it was kind of unintentional, right? But that's what happened with you. You figured out the retrieve by letting your chatterbait fall, uh, but weren't really trying to do that. I will say the one bite I got on a frog at, at Chickamauga was I had been, you know, they were blown up in the mat and everything. I'd been throwing frogs at them, you know, the whole time. And during practice I had a pretty good frog bite going on, but 
couldn't get any blowups on it during the tournament. And the one bite I did have, have on it was there was like five minutes left in day two and really big one comes up, blows up in the mat next to me, throw the frog out there, pop it up to it. And I'm like, you know what? I've been working it really slow, but I haven't let it sit. So I let it sit there for 15 to 20 seconds. And as soon as I go to move it again, it was probably a, 22 to 24 inch fish blew up on it got it all the way out of the mat get it up next to the boat go to grab my net and it just popped off like a typical frog fish it's a heartbreaking way to fish a tournament yeah, it really <laughs> I, get, I get stressed out trying to frog fish a tournament we got uh, some more comments coming in from youtube and facebook our facebook is, is glitching on us tonight ryan i don't know what's going on over there really zuckerberg Zuckerberg's messing with us, but I see Rolando in the comments from, uh, from Facebook. So it must be working again. Um, he had a good tournament. He made a good run at it there mm. on, on, on day one and two. So where'd he finish? He finished top 10 in AOI. So well done, Rolando. We've had him on before. This fish should have been worth $1,500, but they separated into three different days. That's true. Biggest bass of the, that was really big fish. Same was same with, um, Dusty's fish. Those were both giants. Marshall said he dumped one like a freaking 24 on day three. First thing at the net. Yeah. Like I was pissed off, ready to break everything for about an hour that morning. I, I had to get away from Marshall after day two awards. He was, you know, he was appreciative that he was able to finish that good, especially after his day one. But I know that his third time in a row finishing second in the TOC, that's that's got to sting. It, no, we took the sting off of it a little bit last night. I'm uh, He's about two blocks away now. I'm going to go help him get, get back on the horse here in a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, any questions for Ewing or Brady specific? We'll, we'll throw them up on the screen for these guys before we let them get out of here in a little bit. Um, you already mentioned chasing bass next year. Brady, you going to try to do that next year? Are you going to focus on BOS? Or are you going to do them both? What's your plans for next year? Well, <clears throat> my family actually is taking over a Hobie dealership here in Nebraska called Select Sale and Sports. Oh, yeah. So I'm not positive what next season's going to hold for me, but anytime I can get away to go fish a tournament, I definitely will. Um, I'm thinking that I'm definitely going to be able to fish some more local stuff, which I'm really excited about getting back into, and then hopefully go hit up some of the All-American, um, which is a Midwest kind of regional type tournament series that they're putting on. I, I talked to uh, Gene. He, he's going to help Josh Booth this year with some of the promotion of that trail. They're trying to blow the thing. It's it, We kind of hoped it would blow up when it first started a few years ago, and it's had trouble getting its legs. I don't know, I don't know what what it's going to take to kind of get those numbers up. What do you think, Brady? Man, I don't know. I'm sure that I heard you guys talking on a podcast the other day about how, you know, we used to hang out at um, the award ceremonies and I'm just as bad as anybody yeah. about just taking off as quick as we can. But unless we kind of get back to just having tournaments be a fun camping trip with the boys, uh, I don't know if we're going to see the big numbers come to the tournaments that we all want to see. So I'm not sure what that entails. I'm hoping next year to start doing like some uh, cookouts and stuff here on my local club trail. So hopefully that will 
help out some getting yeah. people back interested yep uh for sure oh, rolando's got a question yeah he's got you one for Coming you in heavy ewing what are your plans after college fish professional question um, my main goal is i don't really want to fish out of a bass boat i I mean, I like it, but at the same time, I don't like it as much as a kayak. It's just frustrating. I don't know. People in kayaks have more respect than bass boat anglers. I've seen it firsthand a thousand times, but I'd like to get a job that gives me enough freedom to continue to travel around and fish some kayak tournaments and and just see what I can do there. I have a question for Ewing. Um. What uh, live scope arm do you use? I use the it's the fishing specialties. I think a lot of people call it the Fisher pole. Mm. <laughs> the old Fisher pole. She designed that thing. I don't know. I think that's just I think Jamie threw it on her boat, or Jamie or Tom one threw it on her boat, and she like posted something on it, and it just blew up, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> There you go. I, like I think that. I'm going to try that sniper marine mount myself for next year. Yeah. Give it a shot. I like the – so the fishing specialties, I like how that long arm on it, I use it as my arrow, and it makes it really easy to, to line up casts. I've been trying to – I've been telling the guys at Sniper to, to make some sort of, you know, guiding pole or rod or something off of it. So I really like that design with just the easy twist handle. But, you know, I'd like something. I just hate how work. big that fishing specialties pole, like when you're not using live scope. Like it's oh, a, it's awful. It's a hollow. It, it's terrible. around in the floor. But, but you know me, most of the time, if it's not in the water, I'm just going from point A to point B. Yeah, mine spends more time in the boat than it does in the water. <laughs> we ran into the uh, guys that got to visit with them at the booth at the Classic Ryan, the Sniper Marine guys, and they pulled off the cap, kind of showed us the insides of those things. Uh, those are legit. What's going on, Marshall? <laughs> Jordan Marshall on the phone, everyone. Stand by, stand by. Um, uh, live Oak. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this podcast up. And I'll see you right there, buddy. See, so you've driven <laughs> you've driven Jordan to some bar down in Nashville, Brady. That's what you did to him. <laughs> oh my gosh, I worry about that young man. Is he lost on the streets? Well, in his mind, I think is where he's lost. Yeah. My boy's lost on the street. He'll be fine on the streets. <laughs> streets I will say something really cool about Brady winning the TOC was last year at the Caddo TOC. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were leading it after day one. Yep. Um, and on day two, like I knew I barely scrapped together what I had on day one. And I knew that on day two, I would have to change things up. So I was going and looking at different areas and fishing through I run into Brady he had the camera boat sitting there on him and we were um, just a small little drain uh, coming out of the river and I asked him I said hey where are you fishing like I don't want to get in your way you're leading this tournament Um, he said fish wherever you want you've got a shot at AOI and the fish came up schooling in front of me and he's, I was like, no, I don't want to get in your way. He said, you should probably throw it those right there. And I caught like an 18 and a half and a 17 and a half on back to back casts, which I believe were the two biggest fish in my day two limit, which 
Oh, that was really cool. I've never had an, any kind of experience like that with another angler on the water. So just, you know, that was something that came to mind when, you know, he beat Marshall, you know, hate to say it, but I kind of wanted, I was cheering for him, but at the same time, it was, it was, it was really cool <laughs> to see someone that, that had been generous with me on the water to, it's karma. to pull it's it karma. out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's he, he's, only thing Jordan's ever done near me on the water is break a couple rods. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people have that story. <laughs> Bullshit yeah. meltdown. See, see, Ryan, these Gen Zers are all right. Yeah, all. yeah, they're doing fine. Out they're there. doing fine. They're bringing us back together. America, <laughs> I love it. That's the kind of stories we need. That's well done, boys. Uh, Rolando said he's got to know Brady on the road. Very stand-up dude. Uh, I've got to, we, we've all hung out with Ewing a little bit on the road. He's, he, he fits inside a cardboard box he's, very yeah, well. He's decent. a nice young man. <laughs> acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a uh, good one. Yeah, Nate's giving live scope tests. They cut, cut the handle in half, easier to manage. We need, we need plug and play, bro. We need plug Canadians and play. Canadians out here, boy. Canadians, wild. Yeah. Fuck yeah. your legs off. Yeah. We're not going to keep these fellas too much longer, Ryan. Um, you got anything Apparently, else I need for to him? go track down Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> see where he's supposed to be. Well, gentlemen. I know, man. Congrats to both of you. I mean, what a great way to cap off the season. I know both of you worked really hard for it. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you and that AOI has eluded you <laughs> the last couple of years. So, it's good to finally see you, see you get it done. And, Brady, I'm glad you broke Marshall's heart. So, <laughs> let him try again next year. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get it. Yeah. Hey, he well done, he boys. Can't not get it. You can't finish yeah. second in the thing three years and not like you. Ha he's got to win one at some point. Yep. Hey, well, well done, boys. I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll have you on here. I'm sure we'll see you on here again next season. So uh, we'll wrap this thing up. But hey, thank y'all and congrats. Take care. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Gotta I, gotta, I gotta let these guys out of here, Ryan. <laughs> we gotta do, we gotta do the giveaway. Dang, I was about to drop drop everybody off. Shit. I was, about to, drop, I was about to drop me off, too. Yeah, we gotta do the giveaway. Now, hang on. Hang on, everybody. We, ain't, we, ain't, we won't do you like that. Woo. We got the giveaway screen pulled up. My goodness. What's our uh, hashtag gonna be? There it is, right there on the screen. All right. It's hashtag Revo Sunglasses. Tricking y'all up tonight. Tricking them up. And I'll do the giveaway quickly. I don't know what happened on Facebook, Ryan. It was in and out. And I don't know if we recaptured everybody. Some weird kind of like, re like reloading screen or whatever. Yeah. But I could still hear y'all the whole time. I yeah. don't know. We're clearly not IT specialists. No. So this could be an all YouTube and Twitch uh, giveaway tonight from the looks of things. No, there's a bunch of Facebook coming in. Is there? Yeah. See it like all you know the top the top deal that shows us our viewers. Mm -hmm. It shows like one on Facebook and fifty on YouTube, and I know that's not accurate. Well, it may not be showing the viewers from Facebook because the numbers do look skewed. But there was like twenty Facebook hashtags. Yeah, just the there. comments are flying in, so I don't know yeah. what's going on over there. Come on, Streamyard, what are you doing? Just holding us back, man. Killing us. We're about to have a breakout season. <laughs> Facebook work so maybe it's the, maybe it's the software on this end not reading yeah, the number. I bet is. that's the deal. It's probably not reading the viewers because it says we're at like what fifty right now. So yeah, yeah. There we go. Those are Revo sunglasses. Revo sunglasses. What? Hey Tim, you you put a space in there. It's not going to catch it. Come on, yeah. Tim's here. 
Come on, Tim Sear. Ryan, what are you looking for for next year? Looking forward to you gonna you gonna get out there on the moto circuits? You gonna fish fish them all once again? What you gonna do? Um, I have an announcement to make. Uh, we'll may look into next week. All right, um, all right. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm really gonna focus pretty hard on bass. I'm gonna try to fish the entire bass schedule uh, and do a lot of Bass Nation stuff here in Tennessee. So I wanna make sure you know I'm behind Steve-O and and helping that thing grow because I really think that's that's our best shot at at you know really doing something big as far as pulling in outside sponsors from the industry and and you know making it to where people can do this for a living yep i love it good stuff. I'm, I'm planning on hitting the bass at least three of the five and then dipping down into texas for some of those some of the state ones uh levi just said on facebook his was showing like one viewer all night one to three viewers even though we've got 25 30 people in the comments from facebook so some something's out of whack who knows who knows what's going on over there uh kenzo kayak adventure 2024 steve says is that his new trail name he's naming it after my daughter <laughs> hey here we go all right y'all let's do this giveaway get ryan down to broadway let's do it i'm not going to broadway <laughs> you will not who's it gonna be who's it gonna be bob baylor bob baylor Wait a minute! Did Bob just win some of these? I thought he did. I thought this he's, is the second second. He's pair he's Bob the new uh, he's the new Johnny Maddox. How about that, Bob? I love it. I love it. All right, gents, we'll do this again. Uh, we'll try Monday. You want to shoot for a Monday? Monday. We'll be back on Mondays next week, y'all. See you, everybody. Love.